Hello, welcome to another episode of What Would Charlotte Do? And today I am focusing on a question that has come around a lot, not so much recently, but actually throughout my entire business journey. And that is, how can you increase your client retention rate? Now, one of the things that I find online, but for businesses altogether, is that they focus so much on getting the clients and they don't focus on keeping the clients. And I find this mad because one, you spend a lot of time and money getting the clients through the door and two, you're missing opportunities to be able to help those clients even further. So I really, really believe that you should be focusing on your client retention before you focus on getting new clients. Now, of course, new sales, new clients is really, really important in business. But what is the point in spending that money and time on getting new clients if they're going to leave? So you want to make sure that you have a really solid client retention process and system in place that's going to enable you to keep those clients as long as possible and therefore having a longer client lifetime value that's going to come through for your business. Because as the saying goes, it's much easier to sell to clients that you already have than to get new clients because you've already established a relationship with the clients that you have. They already trust you, they already love you, they already love the service. So they're going to want to work with you before they choose someone else that they've not worked with before. So there's a couple of things that I want you to take into account here. When you are looking at your client retention, because I suppose they're more mistakes that I find a lot. And these are things that can be changed very, very easily without much investment at all, actually. But they're things that make a huge difference. So if you're thinking that's well and good, but I have no idea where to start with my client retention, then listen in because these next points are going to be really, really helpful for you. So... If your client service and support is lacking, then you need to look at that. So are your clients getting the support that you would expect from a business that you are working with? So for instance here, if we take your internet provider as an example, your internet goes down, you log that with the provider, they're working in the background to fix the problem but they've not let you know that. How do you feel as a consumer? You start to feel stressed, you start to feel frustrated, you contact them again because you don't know what's happening, but they're working on this in the background. So actually, you don't need to be stressed, you don't need to be frustrated, and you don't need to spend time contacting them again. They need to acknowledge you and say, hey, we've got this, we know what this 
this problem is, we're working on it, we will be in touch in the next couple of days and give you a update. You are not promising that it's going to be fixed because you don't know if it's going to be fixed. You are, you are telling them that you are working on the problem so they know that it's in hand and you are also telling them an expected date when they're going to hear back from you. Now, if they don't do that and you end up getting frustrated, you end up sending more messages. They end up, the business ends up getting more messages through that they're spending time and resources in reading and dealing with, and they're not acknowledging it. So you as a consumer are left frustrated and annoyed. So you don't want to, you don't want to give them your money anymore. And as a business, they are spending more money and more time on the same thing that actually one simple email would have solved. So can you see here the kind of circle that ends up going round? If your customer support and, and service is actually lacking, you need to address that. Now, if you are a solopreneur and you're thinking, I don't have the time or resources to do that. Then look outside the box. Could you set up a bot? So could you set up a customer service helpline? Could you use a call center company that's going to answer your calls for you? There's so many different things that you can do to make sure that you address that. And you can make sure that your customers are getting the service that they expect and then they're getting the service that they want from you and they are going to continue working with you. Now, do you leave them in the dark without acknowledging them? This is something that happens so often and it's very much linked to the point that I just spoke about. If you just leave them with no acknowledgement, they don't know what's happening and they end up getting frustrated and annoyed for no apparent reason because you are solving the problem that they have. So you really need to be making sure that you are acknowledging. And this isn't saying that you have to have an answer there and then, but you are acknowledging that you have heard from them. And you can also acknowledge that, that they have actually contacted you to get an answer and you can say hey yep yeah, that's fine we've got the query we will be in touch in x amount of time and this is where it comes in handy when you have an individual email address for customer support because that means that you can really create a bespoke automatic reply that's going to let your clients and customers know what to expect next i also really 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 love a one touch inbox now with a one touch inbox i won't go into too much depth here but a one touch inbox is as it says on the tin you touch an email once and it's dealt with now there are some caveats here because there are some emails that i know you won't be able to resolve there and then you need to do some investigating but ultimately, the majority of your emails here, you want to be aiming for a one touch. And what you also want to do is when these more in-depth emails come through, how you fix that, you want to set up a template or set up something that you can reuse in the future. Because that then means that you are able to deal with that as a one touch email if a similar situation comes in in the future.
Now, you also want to be staying consistent with the level of service. You do not want to be, for the first month, giving clients a really amazing service that you can't sustain because then they're going to be get very used to having a, a fantastic service from you and when that disappears they're going to be frustrated because they're no longer getting that service that they have expected so making sure that you are consistent with the level of service that you provide is really important and are you delivering on what they signed up for now again this is something that is very frustrating as a consumer and that is when someone signs up to a business for a particular service and they have been promised these things and actually they're under delivering now you want to be completely upfront from the beginning in what your clients are going or customers are going to get from you. If you over promise and under deliver, it, it's a terrible, terrible situation to be in because your customers and clients are going to expect more from you. Whereas actually, if you are completely honest at the beginning, chances are those clients are still going to be happy with it because you are still solving their problem and they're not going to be expecting these additional things. And sure, when the client signs up, you can add additional things into that because then you're going to delight your customers. But you don't want to say to them that this is what they're going to get and then they don't get it. Now, I hope that's helped and I hope it's answered that question for many of you that are wondering about your client retention and how you can change that. As always, if you have any questions that you would like me to answer, then pop me an email or a message and I'll do that for you. Till next time, bye.